What up, everybody? This is Tommy Runs, and this is the Run Eat Sleep Show, episode number 68. Yes, if you are watching these in order, I can count. I did not purposely skip a number. Well, I did skip a number. 67 is non-existent. 67 was with Meb Kofleski. Um, I'm, I was hurt for, about it for quite a while, and I think I'm over it. Um, I did a whole episode with maybe an hour and 10 minutes with Meb live on Instagram, as we normally do. Recorded it. I mean, I didn't record it because I don't even go there. So, it crashed. I planned on recording it for a cleaner version of the audio after. As I was posting it to Instagram, the whole thing, the whole live crashed. And it is just gone forever. I've called Instagram, emailed, whatever. They don't care. Um, so, that episode is gone. If you were there, you you soaked up all the good the goodness of Meb and all that. But if not, I'm sorry. We will have him on the show again eventually. Um, but just want to make sure it's like organic and natural and not just like a retread. So, sorry about that. But today's episode, number 68, or this episode, 68, is with Kafuzi, also known as Michael Co. But you all know him as Kafuzi. He's on Instagram crushing it. He's absolutely like the one of the fathers of shoe tubing um, on YouTube. So, check him out on YouTube. If you don't know who he is, you just got to get in there. Go to uh, YouTube, go to Instagram, follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. He's pr- producing wonderful content. And lately, he's been do- doing more work with brands directly um, and putting out some super crazy good content. So check him out. T- on this episode, we talked about the origins of Michael Co., the origins of Kafuzi, you know, life before shoe tubing, um, a lot of tips for content creators and people that are looking to you know, make their way in this content world of YouTube and Instagram. So get your pens and your papers out. We had some fun. We got some tips. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast platform or wherever you're listening to it. Hit that subscribe button. Go over to Instagram too. Uh, follow on the run, the, the run, eat, sleep show on Instagram at the run, eat, sleep show. Follow there because you can also watch these live. Um, so Check them out. All the videos are there. This video is there and other dope stuff. So subscribe to this. Follow Instagram. Love you. Enjoy Mike Co. Kafuzi. Over and out. See you after the episode. I'll talk to you a little bit after this too. Don't worry. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Sorry about that. I was wait- I was sitting here waiting and then you are- I-, I don't know. We're- I was lo- I was looking at your other page. I knew it. I, page I knew it. I was in here. I was in here talking away, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> just maybe, my man yeah. is on the other uh, the other side. You know, so I had yeah. to I had to come get you from the dark side. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks everybody for waiting. Sorry about that. I, sorry to keep you guys waiting. No, I I like talking, Mike. So it's like <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. I just continue to go on and on and blather on and on, and we we oh, talked man. every. Everybody apparently that was listening to me at that time is much faster than me, and they're like, they're like, oh, I just went for an easy run at like, oh, you yeah. know, six and a half minute pace. I'm like, okay, I, I, I can't, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what to do here. Um, yeah, I don't understand people going for those that fast on easy runs. I, I, don't, I can't, I, I can't imagine it. I feel like this. But. I feel like this. This comment section with you on here is gonna go a little nuts, cause like uh, Iris, my wife goes, um, the man with the incredible, uh, incredible videos and awesome angles. There we go. Cool, cool. I mean, we gotta. We, I don't want to start there. We can't start at the awesome angles and stuff yet. Okay. Um, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I don't know if I've seen you in this background. I was expecting to see artwork but that's that's yeah. that's for your show that's no that's just daytime when um my wife normally works in here and then i gotta film a video later so i got the backdrop up and so that's that's why i'm in here looking all right, all right, all right. yeah like you, so. you, you're getting those the late hours in man late hours gotta keep working <laughs> yeah you know i mean i get up a little do some in the morning and then once my wife's done with work after dinner you know she gets time with the kids and yeah. then i kind of duck in here and do my work here yeah, yeah, that that's a good balance. You gotta gotta share, right? Um, so what, like, what are you training for right now? Like, are you what's what's next for you? Uh, hopefully Tokyo. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna happen or not, but I feel like if uh, Kipchoge announced that he's going to Tokyo, I feel like that means like that's a good chance. That's a good sign. Yeah, you know. So I was thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, he announced today, or at least Japan Running News. It's a small account over in Japan that I only started following like right around the the Olympics to see if like 
what's going to happen with like the Tokyo Marathon and Sapporo and everything. Yeah. And they were like the first to kind of let like that teach me like last summer that like you know how Japan kind of works with stuff they make decisions like 30 days out all that kind of stuff but they reported today that um, you know Elliot announced that if they're having the race and if they'll let foreign participants come then he'll be running so he probably heard I was coming so he's like alright <laughs> no he probably heard he, he probably saw my DM asking him <laughs> to come to Boston uh, yeah. he's probably like yeah never mind <laughs> This guy's going. This guy's going to Boston. I'm not going. I was like, I mean, I I knew that he wasn't gonna pick Boston, but I really, really wanted him to, you know, because mm-hmm. like, you know, um, Kenanessa Bukele is gonna be there, you know, uh, Jeffrey Kamara is gonna be there. But so it's like, yeah. I thought maybe he was just gonna like do like a and then and then running like trio, you know? Yeah. But yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah, but I mean, like, why, like, when you're that group, you know, you could spread the love a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And everyone, you know, someone gets, if you send three people to one race, two people aren't winning. So, you know, I think that's the, that's their plan, probably. Yeah, and then they got, like, they got their own separate camps, like, so if Jeffrey beats, you know what I mean? So it's like, you can't have two of them. He's like, he sends Jeffrey, like, oh, you can handle Kenanessa, you got this. Um, but, hey, man, so, yeah, let me just, like, I guess I should start, like, I mean, you, um, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I know you, because I think I do a little bit, yeah, but, yeah. so, where, when did you, like, just let's go back to the beginning of this whole running thing, like, when did you start running? Like, like, first, like, first ever? Yeah, like, what, when was running, like, when did running become a thing for you, should I say? Yeah, I've been, like, seventh sixth or no, I think seventh grade mm-hmm. it was like an option at middle school and it was like that was like the one sport that I could play so yeah. well they didn't have any cuts as long as you showed up you get to be on the team I, was yeah. like, I want to be on the team this one seems great for me so I just kept going I wasn't very good at anything so I kept I never did the same event like from like meet to meet they just kept moving me around to like different events <laughs> so like so when did it when did like in like later on in life when did it like circle back to be like this thing that i'm just gonna do every now and then and be be a runner i mean uh like it kind of circled back in 2010 my dad ran a marathon mm-hmm. and he was like i've been i've been running i'm gonna do a marathon he was turning 60 that year and I was like, oh, I'm turning 30 this year. I'm going to do one, too. So I went, like, did a couch to marathon. Mm-hmm. And that didn't go very well. I went about as well as couch to marathon. Yeah. Go. Yeah, those don't and sound so, so fun. No, I don't recommend it. Um, and so that was kind of like a reintroduction. But then, you know, it went so poorly that I didn't run for, like, two years, after, three years after that. And then even then, it was only sporadic. And then in 2015, 2016, I started getting back into it again. A friend of mine, my running buddy, he was like, Hey, let's sign up for this race and i was like all right and so at that point i was like oh i like this what and so what race what race was it it was a soldier field 10 mile so there's on memorial day over at soldier field which is a world war ii memorial um they have a 10 mile race and i like it at the time of the year because it's like late may by then they've done a 10 mile race i feel like you're in pretty good shape for the summer already and then you get to just kind of build on it so i was like this is nice i like this i like this you come out of like your winter hibernation like chicago starts to feel like summer and then you know get to running in so like um so when did i mean because you start so you started in like kind of really getting into it um 2015-16 and was that would you say like that was like the time when you just started just running several times a week or was it just like a slow slow grind in i mean because there's so many people that watch you that you know are just getting into it or they're kind of right where you maybe were in 2017 or so because you're kind of getting a roll there how did that like when did you start kind of getting more serious about running because the reason i'm asking that is because now like at this point the kafuzi that we're talking to now is like I know you wouldn't say you're an expert, but people come to you very often asking questions about about running and what to do and which races and all this other stuff. So when did you start really feeling like you were getting more knowledgeable and serious about things? Um, I mean, I don't. I still don't think that I'm that knowledgeable. I know myself pretty well, I think, mm-hmm. and I have yeah. some ideas, but I'm always still trying to learn. But um, I feel like I started getting a little bit more serious about it maybe after running chicago the first time which i think was 2017 mm. um 
and then to 20, from 2017 to 2018, I had like just a huge PR because I was like, all right, I ran all throughout the winter. And so I didn't have to restart and reset again. And that's when things started to click in terms of like, oh, you don't have to like rebuild from scratch every single year. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm figuring this out now. Like yeah. your marathon performance or your race performance isn't just what you do in like the eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever. It's like, oh, okay. So I'm like starting to figure some of that stuff out, starting to figure out like, all right, there's different kinds of ways to train, different yeah. like philosophies, different types of stimulus. And I was like, I just wanted to learn more about it because I was spending more time doing it. I wanted to get better at it. And so I kind of just let whatever I was curious about guide whatever I was learning, you know, and maybe I didn't learn things in kind of like a textbook way or like how they would teach you if you were trying to like get coaching certified. Mm-hmm. But I learned it in a way that was organic to me in terms of like, uh, I'm kind of like the way I learn anything. It's just like, do what you want to do, and then every time you run into a roadblock, like Google it and figure out yeah, something yeah, else, right. or buy a book, or you know, try and find some new information, and then like experiment and tinker and and adapt. You know. And um, so I mean, as you, I mean, at this time, like around 2015, 16, when you're really getting back into it, and then as you're getting more serious and you know, learning and digging, I mean, you, I mean, people that that started following you in the last 10,000 followers on YouTube, you know, it's, we have like a habit of, of picking up people in the middle or towards, you know, in the middle of their journey and then just assuming that like, oh, this is what they've been doing. But when you started running um, again and kind of getting more serious and all these things and kind of learning, I mean, you had like a, a real, I mean, you had a full-time like real big job you know um so like could you just tell me about like who were who who were you before kafuzi like what was that like yeah i mean i was um i mean i was making videos before as kafuzi but they weren't running videos before okay um but like they were just you know the idea was to have like a dad vlog because Mm -hmm. i felt like there's mommy vlogs that are out there um but i'm I'm not a mom, I'm a dad, and like, I think that there's other dads like me out there yeah. that I think are probably looking for other dads to kind of like connect and relate to, because I was too. I have my, my friends, other dads as well, but like, I feel like there's another, there's another potential community out there. Uh, but that didn't like, that never took off for me. I never could figure out like a formula to make that really work. Um, and so then it became, you know, running content because I was starting to run more and I felt like that got a little bit more traction um but when i was you know even at that time and during the transition and like even as a dad vlog you know i was working i was a litigation consultant so i was helping attorneys that are going to trial Mm -hmm. and helping them with kind of like all the kind of like in the courtroom everything that involves being in the courtroom Mm -hmm. so like you know taking it from you know all your binders and stuff and getting ready at your office now you got to put on a show in front of a jury uh and how you're going to you know, what are some of the logistics on that and what is also some of the strategy on that and so that that was what i used to do yeah and so like I, when i when i met you in um in boston um mm-hmm. for the uh for the falmouth road race i mean you we were talking a little bit about you know kind of like that transition i mean because it was super inspiring to hear like i'm nowhere near you know the the moment of saying like hey i'm gonna jump into this more full-time and you know in in focus on it a little bit more but i just want to know like and what how talk to us about that like that process of like of deciding to kind of go deeper into being kafuzi the runner um mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of hanging on to like the litigation side and all that like so what how'd that work out for you yeah i mean it was a direction that i've been kind of starting to map out um, and already in my business, I was thinking about like, all right, I've got a couple of employees and, you know, like, you know, when you first hire people, it's like, how do I keep enough business coming in that I can even afford to keep them on? Mm-hmm. Right. And then after you kind of like get over that and you manage and like get over that hump, then the next question is like, how do I get them excited, keep them getting excited to come into work every day? Mm-hmm. Right. And so more and more of that means I got to give them all the fun parts of my job and mm. I've been doing it for a while. And yeah. so I might not like it as much as them, but them, them doing these things, it's like, these are new challenges for them. These are new experiences and responsibilities for them. And so it went from how do I feed people to like, how do I feed people what they want to eat? 
right? And mm. so, like, that's how I, like, my job was already shifting as kind of, like, the boss, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so more and more, I kept trying to, like, pull myself out of the day-to-day operations of the business and let people make decisions, even if they wouldn't be exactly the way I would want to do it. I got to let them kind of take ownership and kind of feel like that they're part of the work. So that way they keep enjoying their job. Um, and I was like, at some point I'd really love to be just kind of like a silent partner in this business and just not have to show up at all. And then I can make running videos every day. Well, I was already making running videos every day, but yeah, you know, right, like that right. was yeah. just trying to figure out like, what's my kind of like exit strategy. Um, and then COVID happened. And so then the exit strategy got much shorter. Yeah. So it was basically like, you know, my, my business involved um, performing for people, I mean, or executing uh, in, you know, large group settings in very close quarters. So, yeah. like, you know, that, that put a, a real quick stop to basically 100% of my business. So that kind of made the transition like, all right, this is, I don't, I, I don't have the energy in me and the fight in me to, to hold on and then dig out of a hole for the next half decade to a decade. I've been doing it for 10 years. I've had the shop. I mean, I've been doing it for longer than that, but I had my own shop for 10 years. And I was like, I'm not the person to take this business through um, a post-pandemic transition. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got I to gotta get out of it. And so at that point, I transitioned out. I kept, you know, and people paid as long as I could. And then I let them know as far ahead as I could that, you know what, at this point, you know, money will run out on this date. Yeah. And so... Just letting you guys know, but I'll keep you paid for. And I kept them paid for another, like nine months. Oh, it was an expensive. It was twenty twenty was an expensive year. Yeah, it's a very expensive year. Yeah, I mean, and like I guess, like I mean, I, I kind of just you know full disclosure. I mean, I, I definitely kind of hear what you're saying too. Like when you're. Because when you said, like, hey, I could go make, you know, uh, running videos every day. But you're like, wait a minute, I already did. You were already, you know, in there. Because, I mean, it, there's a lot of, it's a lot of fun to make content, you know, even if it's, even if there's no one, you know, watching, essentially. I mean, at that time for you in 2020, I mean, people were definitely watching at that point. Um, but I just, I think it, it's it's kind of gratifying to, like, do something that makes you feel good, but then also share it with other people. Um, so at the time when you, when you know, in 2020, you were well on your way to like, to you know, you were probably over forty, fifty thousand followers like mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, so like you had a substantial like, I mean, this is a second job for you at that point, right? Um, well, I mean, time yeah. time wise, you know, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know. uh, but so like, when you finally made like that switch, I mean, because there's there's people that have are waiting to make a switch for some reason or whatever and it seems like every time that someone says they finally just made that switch everything kind of started to click because they had more time more energy what was like that transition like i know it was tough for you that year i mean obviously that's not how you planned it you know a year before you know covid but what was that like after that transition was made i mean the transition for me went really smoothly and i think that the the big kind of like story to put behind it all is like i'm not the primary breadwinner in my family and i've never been Mm -hmm. you know so like my wife was always joking like every time i'd complain about work she'd be like you know you could just shut it all down and be a stay-at-home dad um i mean i don't think she really always meant it but she always kind (laughs) of joked i was like you you picked all this yourself yeah you know so when i'm like pulling all-nighters because there was a crazy trial going on and it's like my third like all nighter in like a two week span and there's just no end in sight. Mm-hmm. She's like, you pick this, you're doing this for fun. And yeah. I'm like, I, 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 I know, I know. So, yeah. I mean, like the transition was good because I was already kind of like, um, you know, burning the candle on both ends, mm-hmm. you know, and really it's three ends because I mean, not, not there's a such thing as a three end rendered candle, but like it's work, not work. The, of YouTube videos and then family stuff. So like, you know, you're trying to balance all three of those things. And increasingly, you know, it seemed like my attention was very much diverting more and more to videos. And I felt the tension in the pull coming from uh, how much time I wasn't spending, you know, at work and with family. So Mm -hmm. I could feel that it was there, you know? Um, And, um, you know, when I made the switch, it was a relief, it was great. Um, because then it was like, all right, and I don't have to feel guilty about like 
you know, the emails that I should be answering or the work that I should be doing. Now I can just like, when I'm with family, spend time with family. And when I'm doing YouTube videos, I'm doing YouTube videos. And I don't have to constantly feel like I have to like apologize, steal time when I'm doing this to do something else. So like when I should be doing YouTube videos, I was thinking about work. And, you know, I was working, I was thinking about the family stuff that I was missing out on. And so there was constantly this shell game just it was like a Ponzi scheme of time moving things around and finally I could just say like alright now here's my time I can invest it and I could give yeah. it to people in the way that I need to give it to them um, and spend it the way I wanted to spend it instead of constantly feeling like I was um, you know just saying like I just, I just constantly felt like I was saying like the check's in the mail the check's in the mail mm-hmm. um, and it was great to make the transition for me but with the security that like you know um, I was going to be staying at home so like a lot of the uh, kids like after school like like uh, daycare expenses were now going to be gone or i guess like shifted a little bit um and then um i was also going to be uh, sorry i got uh, some notifications coming um but um you know and then also i didn't have like any more of the risk of the business because like even though it's been around for 10 10 years and it's you know doing really well you know, there's always still like you know how much more do i reinvest in the company how much more do i have to spend oh, on yeah. upgrading equipment yeah. all that stuff like you know, all that stuff is stressful and drains and so like just not have all that stuff and to worry about all that yeah and just to be like all right whatever money youtube makes is, is great it's just gravy but really i'm a stay-at-home dad is kind of the way i walked into it thinking about it and every time i explain that to my wife she just laughs in my face because she's like you are not a stay-at-home dad because you spent so much time doing all this stuff. Um, and she's like, and you're not doing the work of a stay-at-home dad. So I'm like, okay, fair, fine, fair enough. I'm not pulling up all of my weight as a stay-at-home dad, but I like to think of it that way. Yeah. And then I always negotiate with her. I'm like, all right, well, then can we tell people that I'm just like the trophy husband then? I have all these other activities that I do yeah. on the side yeah. and I just look good. And she laughs even harder when I suggest that we should tell everyone that I'm just a trophy husband. So she's like, you know, I don't think you could really call yourself a stay-at-home dad. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to call myself anymore. And I'm like, she's like, well, I don't know, figure something out. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just a YouTuber now. Yeah, you got so. You got to throw trophy. You, I think you should just throw trophy husband in your in your bio. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think that that's what it, got, it has to be. You know, you, you know, YouTuber, shoe tuber, like shoe review, yeah. and uh, trophy husband. I think that that just yeah. make that makes more sense to me. I think that you probably. I know you have a problem like gaining followers. You know, you know. I, I just I feel like you don't really have enough of them. Um, so I think that you'd pick up some more with that. You know, like and yeah. you're welcome. I know you're having yeah. a hard time, but you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, you should. I'm I mean, you should. It. I think you should. I think it's cool that you started uh, your 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 documenting videos um, as you know, kind of like you know, the dad side of you know of, of life. You know, because I think um, if you know Seth Demore, I think mm-hmm. he yeah. started his his uh, YouTube almost the same way like he started it just making you know making videos around the house or like on vacation and stuff like that and then he just started running more and so like it just turned into this running thing um, yeah i mean i i knew seth before either of us were making running videos. oh really so we both were like dad vloggers that like <laughs> found each other and like every, what i tell hilarious. people all the time is like if you're gonna make youtube videos you know, I get occasionally people like DM me or like a comment like, hey, I'm new. Can you just take a look at a couple of my videos and give me some feedback? Mm-hmm. The first thing I always type is, who's your cohort? I look at your comments first and I see if the same people are commenting back and all, all the time. Uh-huh. And, to, and I check those channels too to see if there's a cohort. Because like, yeah, you need a group of people that are like similar size. They don't have to be the exact same subject. It doesn't have to be like all trail runners or all road runners or whatever. It yeah. doesn't even have to be all runners which is a group of people that are all like together um, and supporting each other and all the videos that you're doing. Um, and so that way if you have problems, if you need someone to collab with, whatever, yeah. you have some people that you could talk to. And so that's what was the first thing that I write. And then I'll say like, you know, your videos are too long. Uh, everyone's videos are too long. My videos are way too long, but everyone's videos are too long. And then there's usually like a third thing that I might throw in. But yeah, I mean, so we, I've, I've known him for, 
like there was a time where I mean I think he has like double my number now but there was a time where I had like I knew him when I had like 400 subscribers and I remember no you know there was a time that I had more subscribers than him because it was right when YouTube changed it so you couldn't monetize until you had a thousand subscribers uh -huh. and so um, I had just crossed the threshold like right as the rule was announced and I was like whew made it not that I was making any money it was yeah. pennies but then he was like, all right, guys, I need help. I got to get to that 1,000 subscriber mark. So I remember, like, we were, that was like, there was like, there was a brief, like, two week window where, like, I had more subscribers. Oh, man. You, but, but since then, he's like, he's doubled up on me, maybe even tripled up at this point. So, so like, what? Let me go back. You know, that that's really cool. I, I mean, because when you're saying it, I'm like, oh, I've heard this story before. Like, but it was, it was his, and you guys had the same, kind of the same trajectory, which is really cool. Um, so, like, when you, like, I guess I just want to know because, I, like, somebody point you know, my wife, uh, Iris pointed out earlier that like your videos are very good. Like, I mean, and it, and it seems like every like I I I think I started following you maybe a year and a half, two years ago maybe, um, and I don't even remember what those videos were like anymore because like these videos are so awesome and all that. So like, talk to me about like when you started like how what were you shooting with when you first started you know making running videos and then like how has that like progressed and what things do you wish you had still that you know you used to use but you know i just want to know more about that because like i may go buy a bunch of it right now yeah when i first started i sh you know like but i always tell people like run with what you have if all you have is hiking boots get out there with some hiking boots and do a lot of run walking you know like you can figure out the rest as you go but start first mm -hmm. um, and that suits my temperament well like my wife is very much the opposite she wants to plan it all out she wants to see what the seven contingencies are and have plans for all seven of those contingencies me i'm like i'm gonna get knee deep into it and then we'll make well then we'll reevaluate you know like once i get stuck then i'll reevaluate um and so like what i had with me at the time was a motorola moto, moto g phone mm -hmm. it was like uh i think it was like a 125 dollar phone or something like that mm -hmm. um and i just would run holding the phone and you would in a lot of those early videos you would see like the the cable for the earphone the earbuds <laughs> yeah, like yeah. bouncing around and that's what i had and i could take like three kinds of shots looking out looking in and down at my feet and so like those are like the three shots that i would have yeah and um that phone i loved it because it was like the iphone um se it has like the flat sides so i could lay it down on the ground oh. hit record and it wouldn't tip over and then i would run by it you yeah. know like back and forth and so like that that was my my shots um that's that's all i had and then the next camera i bought was a refurbished gopro hero 3 plus black because i don't know if you remember like it was like three and then three plus and yeah. then it went to like four yeah at the time the hero 5 had just come out but I can like justify spending the money on a five. So I bought a three plus black refurbished. And that thing was pretty terrible and shaky, but it, it made videos and it was better than the Moto G phone like, yeah. that I was using. Um, and uh, I ended up buying like a little gimbal for it, like mm -hmm. a motorized gimbal for it to make it steady. And that was just like, there was stuff everywhere. There was like a camera and like a gimbal that was like, all, I'm like, this is too much. This is just, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, those gimbals are tough. Um, yeah, and so like I don't like running with a gimbal, and I love the progress that uh, GoPro has made in terms of stabilization. And so then, once it got to like the six or seven, the stabilization got really good. And so all that I needed was like an extendable selfie stick, and then the GoPro, and then that's pretty much all. Either that or a 360 camera, and that's all I really carry anymore. Because at some point, like 2017 or 2018, I was like, I kept putting the camera down, and then running by it, you yeah. know to get like multiple shots but i'm like i can't keep stopping when i'm getting these workouts on an easy run that's fine but like on these workouts i can't just keep doing that yeah. and so i'm like i need to find a way that i can film while i never stop because of filming and so that's why i use the extendable selfie stick and that's also a big reason why i don't use like the drone because like the shots are great right. but like it's such a hassle to, yeah. to get it up in the air you know yeah i feel like so. i feel like for if you're flying a drone you'd have to i mean you'd have to do your workout separately and then come back or find a different spot and then like that's a different yeah. thing like i i don't think you can pull out a drone like during a workout or around a workout unless somebody else is there with you like helping you know 
Yeah, I mean, the, the AI is getting really good, but, like, there, at one point, there was this one Kickstarter, and it was total vaporware. But, like, the guy, like, had one. He was, like, run. The guy was, like, doing my exact use case, my dream use case. He was jogging. He threw his drone off a bridge. It stabilized itself and then just started following him. And then on the other side of the bridge, he waited for it, and then he caught it. I forget what drone that was. It, I'd never, I don't think it ever shipped. But I'm like, yeah, when, when the drones can do that, I'll buy another one. But until then, you know, I probably won't buy another Where's one. Where's this guy at? Where, how much does this drone cost? I, I, I don't think it, they ever made one. I think it was all just like, here's like the product like demo. Like, yeah. here's like the way that we think it's going to work. Um, but it, ne- it never worked like that. So, yeah. Man, if, yeah, that, if I saw somebody throw a drone and it just like stabilized and followed them, I'm... I'm moving. I'm trying to move somewhere to another country because that's just too much. It feels like I, mean, I really, I really want that. Like, so I'm like, keep. I'm like, all right. Can I pull it out of a backpack while I'm running and just throw it in front of me? If I can't, then uh, I'll listen to the pitch. But I'm not that interested. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that that I'm just thinking about money right now. That that drone's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be a pretty penny, man. Um, so like, I, I just feel like um, number one, if. if I can't like I can't believe that you know. Number, do you run every day? No. Um. Yeah, six or seven times a week. Okay. So, so you're not like you're not like are you you're not in like streak mode are you? No, no. I don't. I don't usually keep streaks because then I'm like, well, I got to taper for a race at some point. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a day off. And then I've been incorporating more of the bike. Um. So if I do a six day a week, then that seventh day will be like an hour and a half on the bike, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's a really great way for me to spend a recovery day. Do you mind if we if we like take a little side note here and talk about your uh, your triathlon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. All right. So when I, <laughs> when I met you uh, last summer, you were talking about that you were you were doing this triathlon and uh-huh. and. You thought you were good. I mean, you, the running part, you got that down. You think you kind of did enough to do the bike or whatever. And then you're like, my only concern is, like, I just don't want to die in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, can you just talk to me? I, I mean, I, I tried to hype you up. I told you you weren't going to die multiple times. Yeah. Um, not sure if you believe me or not. But let's talk about the Chicago try, please. Like, how'd that go? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun. But um, I almost came in absolute last place on the swim. <laughs> of the people the swim, that I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like of the people that finished the swim, right? So I guess there's some people that didn't make it the entire distance for the swim. But like, there was like 1,200, like 50 something people that finished the swim. I was like 1,240 something. So like, I was one of the slowest people out there. It took me a long time. I I had enough time on the swim that I made friends. So there was another guy who was a little bit faster than me. Um, but, like, we would stop at – because you could swim a little bit, and there'll be, like, a boat, and then like, a lifeboat, and you can, like, kind of hang on it, and it's still okay. As long as you're not, like, using it to, like, pull yourself forward, yeah, you can yeah. just sit there and rest. And so basically every boat or every other boat, I would rest. And so with this other guy. Um, and so at that at a certain point, where you started, we're like, you ready to go? He's like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And it would be like, fist bump, let's go. And then I was like, I'll see you at the next boat. Because we both knew we weren't going to make it very far. So, like, um, yeah. So that's how long it took me to swim. And then on the bike, I caught up a couple of, you know, a handful of spots. I caught a lot of people on the run part. Um, Because, like, I think, you know, a lot of people that are doing the tries, you know, I I think a lot for a lot of triathletes, like, the running is their weak part. They're like, oh, I was a swimmer in high school or in college. Or, like, I've been doing, like, 100-mile bike rides for forever mm-hmm. you know and i'm decent on on swimming but i just don't like running so like i caught a lot of people on the run but um it was a it was a very it was a very humbling day but i also had a lot of fun because you just like i don't know it's like it's the whole time you feel like you're stepping on the gas yeah. just because none of the event well the way i swim it makes it, it's a it's an endurance activity but the bike and the running is not like endurance level activities they're a shorter event so yeah. it's like it always feels like you're pushing hard. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that. I mean, I, I, I didn't think you were gonna die, but you know, <laughs> I mean, the way, the way that you, the way that you said it a couple of times, and the last time I gave you like a, a pat on the back, like you got this, I didn't mean it, man. I didn't mean it at all. <laughs> I, I'm like, I don't know if I'll see this guy again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of people are talking about this one. Um, uh, Gary the runner says getting kicked in the head and drowning is my biggest triathlon fear, <laughs> which is probably a thing. Yeah, I mean, like my, my 
my strategy on that was um like i have no business being in front it'd be it's like you know when people don't know how to like line up in a corral oh, in the corral the worst front, thing ever, and then yeah. all of a sudden like you have to run around them and they're just getting swarmed. Oh, man. Like, I'm like, if I get up front, that's what's going to happen. So I just moved to the back and I even waited. Like, they blow like an air horn and everyone goes. Mm. I let everyone go. So I was like, I don't want to be near anyone's feet. I'm certainly not going to catch anyone. So if I let them get ahead, they'll stay ahead. But then, like, you know, they send out waves of people. Yeah. And I got caught by like five or six different waves. So, like, <laughs> every time a wave came, I would just stop and let it pass me because i was just like i'm just gonna be in someone's way anyway let's just <laughs> let him go you know that's so funny <laughs> i just like i wish that you were able to um didn't you try to record this and you they wouldn't let you because of something yeah y'all yeah i mean i did film it um i got i don't have too much film of me in the water yeah. my wife has some because she came down to watch with the right. kids um and this i was gonna thing. bring a camera and stuff it in like my wetsuit. Yeah. But I brought it on a test swim, and I, and it, it did not work. The plan did not work, so I didn't have any footage from me swimming. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some footage of me swimming, and I'm just like, it's embarrassing. I'm not really swimming. I'm doing like a breaststroke. I'm hanging on to boat, you know. So it's like, yeah. But yeah. that was it. I that mean, was the best I could do. I just think that that's really cool. And so, like, one of the things that like that I'm. Like people say, oh, would you ever do like a triathlon or whatever? And my, I mean, my answer is like, no. I mean, because like, I mean, I can swim. I mean, I can ride a bike and I can run. But like, I, I honestly, you seem like you're very in tune with like you're trying to be as balanced as possible. You know, like with you all these areas of your life. You know, husband, you know, f father, and you know, runner and YouTuber. You know, um, but like. How did that work when you brought in, you know, something that's? I mean, it is, it is, it's two two other sports that you mm -hmm. weren't doing. Um, how do you, how did you balance that with everything? Um, there was a lot less running, so you have to give up a lot of running to be able to do it. And I was like, you know, I was coming in with a decent amount of fitness, and I'm like in just life type fitness too. So like, um, I didn't really have to worry as much about. Um, being able to feel like I was doing okay on a 10k mm -hmm. at the end mm -hmm. um, so I spent a lot more time on the bike and then I was just at the pool like every day yeah. um, it didn't help me that much but you know at least <laughs> I felt like I was getting something done <laughs> you couldn't say I couldn't say that it's not for lack of effort I think I need to work a little bit smarter next time um, but so like, what you were know, you, it wasn't when you, that I was when, when you went to the pool like what were you doing yeah. well I was doing a lot of drills yeah um, just because like you know like uh, yeah i took piano lessons for a, lo a long time and so yeah. like a lot of piano is like all right before you can play the entire thing you break it down and you play like uh, one hand okay. at a time and then you play the other hand at a time and then slowly you start putting it together and then you can really go mm -hmm. and so like i understand like the idea of like breaking it down um and so i was like all right i, gotta, I would just look a lot of youtube i bought like uh you know some online books and manuals and stuff try to figure it out but i i mean uh i think that I, you know for next time i'd like to get a swim coach just because like i i think i could probably do this for another couple of years and i don't think i'd get that much progress but i feel like a coach would definitely help me out a little faster yeah i mean i think that yeah i think that yeah that'd probably be good like the smarter way to go is to get like a coach so you can you know, because you probably would end up spending a little less time, maybe, you know, at the pool. I, I would, you know, if you told them that's your goal is to get like better at swimming, stronger at swimming, and not have to be, you know, there all day. I mean, I think that that somebody that's like a professional would be able to kind of help you, you know, go through that. Could you plan on you plan on doing more, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'd like to, but um, you know, training for it's a little hard right now. I don't really want to be in a gym right. um, in right. Chicago, and yeah. so like. You know, I'm not going to swim outside. So, right now in the winter, so you know, it makes it a little harder. So, and you, you is I, I like to where whenever you run, you run like over there on the shore, and it seems pretty dangerous though. I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, it seems like it's all ice. Is it all ice, or is it just? Do you just go over to the ice? Like, because I look at it every time. Like, this guy is is a daredevil, and I'm I'm worried about you. Yeah, I mean, I go to the ice, you okay. know, so I may, may make it more dangerous than it needs to be sometimes for the shot. You know, like I don't spend the whole time running on ice because I, you know, if you, that wouldn't be much of a run. Oh, um, so you're doing it for, like, you're doing it for the gram? Yeah, I do it for the gram. Like on the, like on the, um, 
like on the easier days, you know, at the turnaround point, that's usually a nice uh, kind of photo op. I might stop there and get um, some footage um, or at the beginning of the run, like at the end of my warm up before like the workout starts, I might grab some footage there. But um, there are certain parts where, you know, I feel like I can see the ice. I know I won't fall in it because there's other good footing that I could uh, have there. But that lakefront path is like plowed and salted all mm-hmm. year round. So it's like, it's a great place to work out because, uh, because of that, even yeah. in the winter. And so, I mean, sometimes it gets, you know, messy, but yeah. it's a major artery for people that can commu- like bike commute mm-hmm. and just like commute as well as for tourism and exercise. So like it's an area that the city pays a lot of attention to. Yeah, I mean, the, the videos look dope. I mean, yeah, I know, I, I'm glad you're doing it just for the gram. I'm glad you're not out there just running around crazy. But you're doing a good job. I mean, keep it up because, I mean, I don't ever want to run there just because of you. But, but like, you know, I, I do appreciate I appreciate the uh, the cinematography of the whole thing. Um, yeah, it, it looks good. So I just want like, so I, I know that there's people on here that, that make content. And what is, what's your, what's your advice for um, somebody that's, Let's just let's pick YouTube first. I mean, because you're doing really great on both things. But what's your advice for other than get a you know get a cohort? But what's your advice for somebody that's trying to start a, a YouTube channel or they have a YouTube channel and they're trying to get it going? I would say make it more specific. I mean, even if I don't look at someone's channel, I could probably say to them, make your videos more even more of a sub category a sub niche like niche down even further you probably can and so like um you know right now i make you know training videos and i review earbuds and i review you know shoes whatever you know i'll make lots of stuff that's even running adjacent but when i started out i felt like i got the most traction when i like talked to like everyone who was interested in what Pegasus shoes look like after 250 miles. Mm-hmm. And so like, I want to make sure any person that wants to know anything about the long-term durability of a Nike Pegasus shoe, I want to make sure every single one of those people finds my videos and likes it. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's kind of like how narrow I thought of it is like, cause I, at the time, like from like peg 32 to like peg 34, I only had one shoe, or I had multiple of them, but I only had one shoe. It was a Nike Pegasus. Sometimes it was a Pegasus Shield, but that was the only shoe I had. And so I was like, I'm going to make a lot of videos about the Nike Pegasus. And then I was like buying earbuds all the time because I was buying these cheap ones on Amazon. I'm like, I don't know how people decide. Mm -hmm, One's $29 and one's $28.50. Like, what? what, I don't, I have no idea how you decide, but like, if there was a review of one, that'd be nice. So then I would like, all right, I'm going to be the cheap Bluetooth earbud guy. And so like those were like my two staples and so even if you look at my playlists like on the channel they're like running shoe reviews and then there's other reviews and then there's bluetooth earbuds like there's like three categories of reviews because that's how i started out like that's what i reviewed is like what you know and what you could speak about um extremely well not because like i'm an audiophile not because you know, I'm the best runner, yeah. but I'm a guy that runs a lot in these things. And I have experience with this very specific thing. And, you know, if it's YouTube or Google search friendly, that always kind of helps. So like, that's, I mean, I'm not saying every channel has to be a review channel, but I think every channel can probably niche down a little bit more. And I find myself thinking like, all right, you know, it's been a while. I probably need to reevaluate and kind of like narrow focus a little <laughs> bit again and kind of like figure out what doesn't kind of fit and what, and what yeah. does. Yeah, I guess it's like, because um, I, I guess people, your, your natural like tendency would be to um, to kind of do the opposite of that. I mean, because we, I guess you want, because we're all over the place as you know individuals anyway. So like you have like these moments where like you think you want to talk about this today, or you want to talk about something like that, or you want to you're going here, so you want to document it. Because we're always looking like you can see people. You know, most people's Instagrams like would tell you like how all over the place that we really are most of the time. Um, so I, I like the fact that it's like find something. Even my page my, right now, my I mean, it's all running pretty much um, for the for uh, time he runs on Instagram, but. You know, maybe I could go a little, you know, deeper into like one 
area of, of focus and if I was to do a YouTube mm -hmm. channel then maybe I should you know kind of think about that um, but on the on the on the flip side uh, on Instagram what is that much different to you like how do you handle your Instagram versus versus uh, YouTube yeah I mean Instagram uh, I do give it different content than YouTube yes um, so like basically the Instagram is much more immediate because I mean it, it I feel like Maybe I need to evolve that a little bit, but it stems from how Instagram used to be, that it like only could be photos that you've taken in the Instagram app. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I, I don't know if you remember that. that no, I don't, think I, was, started. I don't think I was that cool then. I think I just had Facebook at that time. Yeah, and then like <laughs> then they added the feature for like you could actually upload a picture. Yeah. And then like the the most popular hashtag used to be late gram. I don't know if people remember the late gram hashtag, but like Instagram used to always used to be about instantaneity like in the moment oh, instant, like yeah. it was that second right yeah and so um i've kind of taken that concept and not that i feel like i need to be like i don't know like philosophically like uh like disciplined to the instagram message or whatever or its core history um, but sorry my earbud just fell out um but uh I, I use Instagram as a way of talking to people right away because mm -hmm. sometimes the YouTube videos are delayed a couple of days in mm -hmm. terms of when the running footage was shot and then like when the video hits. Instagram stuff is stuff that happened for me. It's usually what happened that day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, didn't, I guess I didn't even think about that. I mean, I I wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't have thought about it because you know if I look at your page, I wouldn't go like, oh, this happened right now. Um, but yeah, because normally when you film, uh, you're you, you're. When you film something, like you go to an event, you're not, you're not normally putting content out the same day, are you? For YouTube, um, are you? No, I mean the usually what I'll do is the next morning, and so usually like races are like the time where, um, you know, uh, I really especially care about um, timeliness mm -hmm. of the YouTube video because most of the other stuff um, doesn't matter. Like if I do like I'm doing a hundred mile review of the Triumph 19 tomorrow, mm -hmm. like. If it comes out tomorrow, or if it comes out Friday, or if it comes out next Friday, it doesn't really matter, mm -hmm, right? right? But like, if I just ran the Chicago Marathon, people will wanna see that on Monday, right? And so like, I ran the race Sunday, I'll have it ready for Monday. Or when I went to New York, Sunday is the race day. As soon as the race is over, everyone else is like relaxing. I'm like, all right, now I gotta take all this footage and figure out a way to put it together. So I'm up all night. Yeah. Um, trying to get that video out and ready to go uh, for Monday. So like that's when like timeliness really matters. Yeah. Either that and when it snows in Chicago, because then like people are like, oh, a big snowstorm in the Midwest. I want to see snow footage, and so like the next day's video, I usually try to get up really early if I have a really fun snow day. But other than like something like that, you know, uh, YouTube can be a little bit delayed. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes with certain product releases too, you want to be fast, but. For me, YouTube is more of like a delayed process, but like with Instagram, I like it to be right away. Yeah, uh, Robbie, um, believe in the run, just say yeah. Next morning is still yeah. ridiculous. Like when we were <laughs> when we were at um, when we were in Boston. I think that that was the last place. So yeah, so yeah, we, when we were in Boston, like something like we, I I woke up the next morning. We had this day and we were doing stuff right, and then the next morning it wasn't even the race. It wasn't even like the race morning. It was like. The first night, the first day, we went to go eat and we were walking around or whatever. And then, like, I woke up the next morning and I get like a notification that you dropped the video. And it was like, like a seven minute video. And it was like, it, and I watched it. And I'm like, wow. I, I don't, it, it was, it felt like I wasn't even there, but I was like, you know, luckily I was in the video. But I was just so impressed that you, that you put together this like thing on a trip, you know, overnight. And I just think that like people, I appreciate the quality of it and like the way you go about doing it, um, and I think that everybody else does as well. Obviously, because you, you know you're continuing to grow. And when did you start the daily the daily show? During the during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So like it started out as Instagram lives because that was the easiest way to like get live. I didn't understand like YouTube live streaming really. Mm -hmm. um, and is when like when I was like when Italy went under lockdown and they were like. Old Italian grandmas can't even go and get their espressos today because everyone's locked down and like they can't go to funerals even. And I was like, yo, this is serious. Yeah. Um, people are going to struggle um, without being able to see each other. So I was like, let's start doing some Instagram lives. 
And I did two a day because I was like, well, let's do it at like three o'clock in the afternoon. And people are like, if you're doing it for people in Europe, that's too late for people in Europe. So I'm like, okay, six in the morning then. And so I was like, they're like, yeah. So I was like, okay, six in the morning for my European friends. And then like three o'clock in the afternoon for the Americans. And so like, um, it was started out as two a day. And then once like Italy and Spain were off lockdown, I'm like, guys, I'm really tired. I'm just going to do one a day now. Is that okay? Yeah. And they're like, okay. You know, and then eventually it moved from Instagram to YouTube. And so, um, that, that's just the, been the progression. Man, you are, I'm just telling you, man, you are working. Like, I mean, I know that people probably <laughs> think that like, uh, I don't know if people think about like how hard stuff that you, that you do and like believe in the run and, um, I'm just kind of like, you know, going through the going through things here. But I think that it's like it's really cool that you, I mean, you you really put a lot of thought and work into the stuff that you do, um, and even your show. I mean, it's just well done. I mean, I know it's alive, but like if you've ever like if if you've ever tuned into a Kafuzi live show, I just think it's really cool. Like the way it's just it just feels like it's you just do a great job. Like and there's people in there every day at two o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And they're just commenting like crazy. They're going back and forth, and they they're following up questions. And I think it's I think it's amazing because like you would think that if somebody said, "Hey, would, do you think a live show every day will work?" I mean, I think people would tend to say, "No, no," because people get tired of it. But you always have content. It's always something new, and I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, you do it. I mean, the the people that are there are, are what makes it. Right. And so, like, I, I mean, I could probably talk for like 15 minutes at a time, like every day if I mm -hmm. had to do that, mm -hmm. you know, but after a while that would get old. And so, like, if you think about podcasts and you're like, oh, man, all these podcasts are all this interview format. I wonder why that is. It's because, like, listening to one person talk by themselves all the time mm -hmm. get old. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what makes it successful is that there's other people there mm -hmm. and I'm feeding off of their energy, you know. Yeah. And so, like, that's what makes it entertaining is not me it's the conversation we're all having. And I, so I think that like, like some of my favorite kinds of like videos, like on YouTube or wherever it is, are not like when it's all set up, like there's some YouTube channels that are very structured and set up nice intro opening credits. And then like, welcome to such and such show and all this. Mm -hmm. I, I, those are fine, but I like it when like a show like just drops you in the middle and you got to kind of like figure out, Oh, there's like six people already talking. Mm -hmm. What are they talking about? Let's like catch up. I like, I kind of just like, being the fly on the wall and like being like experiencing that. And I feel like that's a lot of what like the, the live stream is. It's just people, some of them are new. Some of them have been here every single day, uh, but we're all just kind of like hanging out and we have running to connect us all. So, but even when we're not talking about running, we're still connecting as people. Yeah. So um, it's just been a really fun uh, place to be. And, be, and that like, that kind of like, conversational like real life group interaction of it is what makes it still super fun for me to do it every day yeah. oh well, not every day monday through friday um even now it's been over a year that i've been doing it because like this it's not the same every day it mm. really is different. i mean the format's the same um sometimes we play games or like do other stuff but like the format's pretty much the same every day but i like to think of it as like you know your morning talk show like you know it's not like certainly not like good morning america level but like you know, there's maybe we talk about some news, maybe we find some topical stories to talk about, but we're really there just to hang out, you know, and so hopefully that's what people are getting out of it. Yeah, that, yeah, that. I mean, it's crazy because I've been on it. I've I've joined it a couple times, and mm -hmm. luckily I had a chance to actually be on the show, which really, which was fun. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I've sat and watched, and it's just like, and every time I come, the, the, you see the same names, you know, kind of over and over mm -hmm. talking to each other, and they're like checking on each other, like how is they're asking each other questions about stuff that someone said, you know, days ago. And I think that that's like you have like a, you got your own little like Kafuzian's world of you know community, so that's pretty dope. Um, so what have you like since this whole since the pandemic? You know, it's when you decided in you know you had you closed the doors and you set out on this journey. Um, what have you learned about like maybe yourself or the running industry or the running world since 2020? And you've really been you know really engulfed in this you know community. Yeah, I mean, I think that like something that I kind of like underappreciated is just like how much. Um, I mean, machinery maybe is not the right word for it, but like, you know, marketing teams are like caught up, 
in terms of figuring out like how do we work with people like you and me you know and how do we um you know start shifting or adding hopefully they're adding their marketing budget to kind of reach people where they are mm-hmm. um, and reach them in different ways other than just like sponsoring athletes i think sponsoring athletes is still super important and i'm glad that they do it um, but there's also additional avenues and ways that brands can like, connect to people. So that's something that I'm becoming a little bit more aware of mm-hmm. um, as I'm like, trying to make, like, looking to make a little bit, not make more money, but like my, my wife kind of always jokes that, you know, I'm really good at finding ways to turn down money. And so like, um, and I was just like, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, whatever. I don't need it. Um, uh, so like she, I've since now this is kind of my job or it is my job as a, like a YouTuber, I look at it as like, all right, there are ways that like, there are ways that these things work, you know, like these brands are expecting to work with people, um, whether it's an ad agency or whether it's an influencer or whatever word, other word you want to use it. And, you know, there is a professionalism to it that can exist on the other side. Mm-hmm. So like. I've for a long time have been like, send me a shoe. If I like it, I'll make a video about it. If I don't like it, I'm still going to make a video about it. But like, let's just kind of like leave it at that. Send me the shoe. If I have a question, I'll email you. Uh, But now I'm like, you know, I think that to get to like, kind of like the next level of beyond just being like a shoe review channel, which I feel like I love the shoe reviews, but I think there's more that are, that is out there that is available Mm -hmm. that I think can, uh, be useful for the running community. Um, I think that I have to kind of invite some of those uh, interested parties in and find ways to work with them. That's still kind of like, at the end of the day, makes me feel comfortable from like an ethics perspective in yeah. terms of like I'm giving people an opinion on whether she was good or not. Yeah. Um, or I, I might six months from now want to give people an opinion right. on a shoe um and how do i maintain uh not only my credibility but also like how do i like live with myself too so that's something else i have to like think about but i mean if i want to start going on some of these crazy adventures mm-hmm. um you know like going to with a6 to to boston and having great experiences like meeting you um and going to these races that I've always wanted to go to, but never could figure out like, how do I go to Falmouth in the summer? You know, like um, those are things that brands uh, have uh, an an avenue to help me to to find a way to do that, which is one fun for me, but also I think shows the running community like, oh, there's a lot more flavors to this running than just the thing I do three days a week, you know? Like there's a lot more out there and yeah. I'm not saying everyone has to be a seven day a week runner, but I think that like, you know, for people that are bored or looking for motivation or just want to see how everyone else is doing it, mm-hmm. there's mo- there's way more out there yeah. to see. And I just want to show that to people. Yeah. No. And I think that you're in a really great position to, to do that. Like even when we were at uh, TRE, it was like, mm-hmm. um, you know, it you're like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just here to kind of see the shoes and kind of check them out or whatever. Um, but then, like, I'm like, I'm looking at you like, bro, like you, like you could walk up to any booth, pretty much there, um, with the with what you've created and say, hey, this is what I'd like to do. Um, and if they don't know you, it's just because it's they don't have YouTube. Um, but they will most likely, you know, know who you are and know what you do. Um, and there's a lot, you have a lot to offer them. It's not even like at the, at your point, it's not even like you're, you know, asking them to help you. I mean, you're, you're more of a help to them than they are to you, honestly, you know? Um, and I know that brands, you know, think that, and that's why you, that's why, I mean, ASICS is smart though. I mean, they, they, they have it figured yeah. out, you know, Mac has it figured out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they certainly do. But you know what, like what's amazing about working with them is that like, they've, like, I don't know if they've got like an intern that watches all the content because there's a lot of content, but like they like they like they know the inside jokes, yeah. you know that are that are like circulating around through the live stream. Yeah. You know, like when I say like you know pooping in the cornfield, they know what I'm talking about. You know, because they've been to the live streams when I was talking about when I would sometimes have to do that on certain <laughs> runs when I was out in Iowa. You know, so like they they're they're watching they're also listening yeah you know so it's like they're 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 investing in in me a lot you know and so like 
it's uh it's really flattering <laughs> lang paul. a bit like overwhelming you know lang paul lang paul lang <laughs> oh, so lang. he's like we're always watching it's really it's really it's really paul he's the one you know you think that like you think it's like mag watching but it's really paul because <laughs> paul's probably like the creepiest person at ASICS, <laughs> if you think about it, if you think about all the people you met at ASICS, Paul's probably the creepiest one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I love that I mean, he's, like, he's I'm, probably I'm not trying to say, like, other brands don't want. No, no, like, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but, like, the ASICS has really impressed me in that. And I'm not saying, like, you know, to impress me, you have to, like, have watched, you know, 3,000 hours of my content. Yeah. But that's proof to me that they're interested in figuring out, like, what, you know, the market to, to the extent that I can humbly be like a representative of the market, but like what the market is like thinking about, mm-hmm. not just shoes or even just their shoes, but about running, yeah, you know? Right. And so like, it, it's a, it's a pretty cool thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I, I, and honestly, like I love when, when you go to races, um, you, you do, I mean, there's, you do a great job, like kind of documenting when you're not running. I mean, you do a great job documenting the run as well because you take the thing with you and you go the whole, you know, the whole way. And which was really cool to see you, uh, get your BQ, um, yeah. and see you Thanks. like just gut it out at the end there, which was like dope. And you're like, sure. It, it was, it was like, I felt like I was there with you running. Um, but then you also, the ones, the races when you go and you're just, you know, um, just spectating, you just do a really great job, like encapsulating the moment and, you know, making people feel like they were there watching with you. Uh, you just do a good job on both sides of the rope, the rope, I guess. So, um, yeah, definitely, Thanks. definitely keep doing that. Cause, um, you'll probably end up in more races than me this year. Some, somehow. So we got, I got to act like I'm there. Um, let me ask you a couple of questions. I know some people have been asking yeah. questions here and I've been kind of ignoring them. Um, uh, okay. So Jody Beck seventy two says, has Mike thought about doing longer videos that is sponsored? Um, you know, not longer. Like I, I mean, I mean, some of my videos are are like the the data ones. You know, can sometimes be like thirty minutes, mm-hmm. and that's real long for me. Um, I most of my videos tend to be like 12 minutes long i'd like them to be closer to eight minutes long again because i think everyone's videos can be shorter um but as far as like longer form videos i don't think i have like the endurance for that like i don't have like the the eye for it like i think about billy yang i think about oh man um you know i think about ginger runner i think about those kinds of videos that people are making like the videos that i see like on solomon Mm -hmm. their channel they do a lot of really great videos across multiple sports um and like the 20 minute 30 minute like documentary like that's a lot of work and planning and i'm just too impatient for it like i like to make a video in like a film it in one day edit it in another and then publish it like yeah. that's kind of like what i like about it. i love the immediacy of it and i also kind of like the introvert in me likes like in a lot of ways to not work with other people on it mm-hmm. and not have to rely on other pieces and, and and collaborating is great but a lot of time i just like my favorite projects are the ones that i work on myself kind mm-hmm. of um so I, that doesn't sound great the way i'm saying it but like no, no, there's something you. about youtube that i really love and it's kind of like the solitary aspect of it i cherish that i yeah. like that part about it. i know a lot of people don't but i really like that part about it yeah i mean and then in it, it you doing it solo i mean it allows you you know to do to to rip these videos off like you know as fast as you you know kind of want mm-hmm. to and can you know, so I mean, it, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, because there, if you were, if there, if you had multiple people involved in this, there's no way that you'd be, you know, uh, running a race and next morning dropping a video. There's not because you, it'd be too many opinions and things like that. So I mean, you're doing, you're doing your thing, and and I think we like how it's happening. I mean, 30 minute videos. I mean, you got to be, it's got to be, you got to be doing some, some real, you know, editing and go, you know, all that stuff. And then some, some things just don't have that much going on in a, in a, in an event really, you know? So I could see like how that would be, that'd be tough. Billy Yang is, is crazy. Um, and he just does a really great job at, at those videos, but I like, I like your videos then just keep it, keep it where it's Thank at. You. Yeah. Um, and then let me, let me get one more. Let me see what we got here. There's some long ones in here. Uh, Jody's asked a lot of questions. Um, so Shan Shananimous says, "Are are we are we going to have Kafuzi Tommy Believe in Run meet up in Boston?" Um, 
think we should totally do that. Are you going to Boston? Uh, I think so. I uh, think I am. So, like, I'm not, you know, nothing certain right now. But yeah. um, I think that I have it penciled in on my calendar. So, I mean, if we're doing it that weekend, we should totally do it. Yeah, I'm going to be do there. Like a big group meetup. I'm going to be there for sure. And all right. I'm, I'm going to be all about business on that one day. But I'm having some fun the days before, man. So, yeah, I'll definitely yeah. be there. So, okay, well, let me let me just kind of bring this race to an end for you, man. I know you got stuff to do, videos to edit. Um, what's next for you? Where where's where, what's next for Kafuzi? Um, I mean, I've I have a couple of things that I'm working on, but I can't talk about them yet because they're not finalized. So plans aren't aren't final. Um, but I mean, something that I shared on like in the live stream a bunch is that like I like I like these adventures. So like it's kind of bringing it full circle back again to like the daddy vlog. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say daddy vlog. That sounds weird. The dad vlogs, mm-hmm. where it was more like just daily life. Um, but like daily life, but like combining more running into it. Mm-hmm. So like going to races and capturing that experience, preparing for races and capturing that different experience as well. So like, um, you know, I got to travel a little bit during, uh, 2021 mm-hmm. and I'm hoping there'll be more travel and just more adventures, more meetups, just kind of more of like the, um, the, the community part mm-hmm. of, uh, of running. Cause like, you know, the, the shoes are going to be great this year. I'm very excited about the shoes, but I'm more excited about like the people I'm going to meet, the events I'm going to go to, the like the fun times, like the the laughing. Like I, I'm really looking forward to a lot of the laughing, yeah. you know, for this year. And so um, there'll be different ways I think that we can kind of achieve that and accomplish that. Um, but um, ultimately, just more adventures is what I, is what's kind of like in the horizon, planning wise. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. I hope to uh, see you at one or two or whatever of those mm-hmm. adventures yeah. somehow. Um, but thanks so much for what you what you do. Thank you for the community that you've created on YouTube and Instagram, and then in person when you go to these races and you have your you know your your shakeouts with the Kafuzi. Please keep digging into you know like that you know getting out there because I know you have like your tendency to kind of want to do your own thing, but mm-hmm. I love to hear that you're saying that you you know you want to get out there, go for adventures, and um, meet people, laugh, and have fun um, because you're good at that too. So thanks so much. I appreciate meeting you and kind of getting to know you, and keep creating this content, man, because we are all definitely watching. All right, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. Uh, thanks, man. Talk to you. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna crash your uh, I'm gonna crash your uh, your live tomorrow for sure. Cool, cool. I'll see you soon, then. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Make sure you right. make sure you remember to run, eat, sleep, and repeat. Thanks, guys. Yo, yo, yo. Hopefully, you love this episode. Uh, Kafuzi is the man. Um, if you took some notes or didn't, you need to go back because you need to get more. Uh, he's really had this whole you know social media and youtube thing kind of figured out and he just continues to elevate really great guy um and pro- provides really cool content and like i said lately he's been doing some things with uh some brands that i think he kind of alluded to in this episode but um check him out support by liking and following and subscribing to his channel on youtube and then also following him on instagram i mean that's the key if you like uh, someone's content engage with it you know comment like and stuff it's not crazy it's not weird it's really helpful um it allows him and others and us to continue to work with brands and have some fun and create experiences and share so um thanks so much subscribe to this podcast while we're talking about that subscribe uh follow the run eat sleep show on instagram and then also make sure you go through all of Kafuzi's stuff and check it out and hit likes and subscribes and stuff like that. So appreciate you guys. Love you. Over and up. That was whack.